are you finding things to still watch and amuse yourself? Uh, well, there's not actually a lot of time in my personal life to get the amusement, um, and I've got uh, two young kids at home and trying to do work. So, um, but I recognize that there's a lot of other people who are in very different situations looking for some distraction. Well, I think for a lot of people, you know, maybe they're just going to try and take their minds off it for a couple of hours. Give me a sense. I know you've published here this on the globeandmail.com site that where you can go and you can actually click on what streaming service you have. Because I think a lot of people are like, don't tell me what's on Apple. I don't subscribe to that. Or don't tell me what's on Amazon. I can't watch that. So it, it's interesting to go through that and pick them up. But let's start with Netflix, I think, which is the big giant. What do you like on Netflix right now? What do you suggest? Uh, Netflix, you know, they have some great um, streaming options in, cur- in terms of both original movies and series. Um, on the series front, you know, there's everybody knows Stranger Things, everybody knows The Crown, um, but, you know, there's some lesser known um, items on there that I think people would really enjoy diving into. Um, for instance, um, there's Halt and Catch Fire, which was an AMC show that aired a couple years ago, lasted for three seasons, kind of very Mad Men-y in its conception, but then it turned into something very different and a very heartfelt drama about following kind of the, the workers at the ground floor of the personal computer boom in Texas and then later California. Really underrated and really just lovely um, lovely work. Um, There's also some great British content on there for those looking for something a bit with less commitment because the Brits really do very short seasons, one of which is uh, David Hare's Collateral, which came out, I believe, in 2018 and stars Carey Mulligan and is uh, as a cop looking into these very suspicious deaths, which lead to a larger conspiracy, as a lot of these uh, British shows sometimes uh, happen to do. Yeah, and they're always it's kind of grim, and everybody's got bad dental work. Yeah, grim, grim British weather, but listen, uh, maybe grim is kind of the mindset of what we're all working with right <laughs> Well, let's move to that, because here's here's what happened in my house about a week or so ago. is My wife says to me, everybody's talking about this contagion thing. We, we better watch that, because, you know, it's just everywhere. So I believe it's, maybe it's on Crave. I don't know if it's on both of the streaming services. And I watched it, and it scared the pajabras out of me. Don't do that. But a lot of people are interested in this kind of pandemic related theme right now yeah i mean contagion i believe is netflix's current number one uh movie in canada um which is interesting as well because it because of various streaming rights it's not actually available to stream on any of the major services in the united states Um, but canadian audiences get to watch it and be uh scared out of their wits over and over again um and you know some people take a certain you know uh, perverse pleasure in mirroring our current situation with what's been depicted on screen before and of course others would run immediately in the other direction of anything that is but contagion um so you know different strokes for different folks i i did watch it um about three weeks ago just when all this kind of stuff was bubbling up and i found myself getting increasingly um worried and anxiety prone as the minutes you know wore on how about zombie movies i'm a huge fan of zombie movies but i've had a hard time going back to it i might i mean i love Shaun of the dead maybe that would be something good you got anything else in the zombie category 
Yeah, I mean, Shaun of the Dead is good because it also has a very happy ending, uh, not to spoil a decade-old movie. Um, but, you know, it gives hope as well. I would say another one is uh, Train to Busan, which is a South Korean thriller that came out about two years ago. It's currently on Netflix, and it's uh, it's a really thrilling kind of zombie apocalypse movie, but also has a, a tinge of hope at the end, and it's just a great action movie. Um, it takes place on a speeding train, so, you know, what more do you want? Um, and then there's, you know, there's some Canadian stuff out there as well in the zombie thing. Uh, Canopy, which is a free service, which everybody in Toronto should be able to access if you have a, a Toronto library card. Um, there's a great Canadian film there called Pontypool from director uh, Bruce McDonald, which kind of takes a very new spin on the zombie genre by focusing on uh, one kind of small town radio DJ who finds himself in broadcasting from his booth. Maybe you can relate as a zombie apocalypse kind of happens outside around him. Yeah, I, I love that one. I'm a big fan of Bruce McDonald, and that's a great uh, thought, too, about that uh, free streaming service. Uh, what else do you like? What do you like in the comedy, in the absolute diversion, sort of just give me some bubble gum for the mind? Yeah, I mean, Netflix has uh, a fabulous uh, comedy called uh, Game Night, which opened a couple of years ago from uh, Rachel McAdams and uh, Jason Bateman, which I just can watch again and again and again. You know, there's some old-style Hollywood escapism on Netflix, too. you got the Oceans movies, for instance. I mean, the first Oceans 11, I'm talking about the George Clooney version, not the Frank Sinatra one, of course, is just, you know, pure Hollywood pop. Um, always kind of brings a smile to my face. And there's some great comedies uh there as well. The Paddington films are great for kids and adults alike. Um, Groundhog Day with Bill Murray, if you want to see somebody who's just kind of stuck in a loop and not sure when it's going to end, you can find some catharsis there. Um, you know, there are lots and lots of options, almost too many, which is kind of why I created these guides to kind of help R narrow it down. Yeah, it does. It does get a little overwhelming. One of the things that, that I'd like to do is, you know, sort of pick off that you know, top 10 films of all time list and see, you know, what else, what's on there that I haven't got around to watching that I should watch. Anything you recommend in there? You know, normally you hear like Citizen Kane and Godfather 1 and 2. Anything in there you think, yeah, you really should try and watch this movie? Uh, yeah, I mean, on Crave, for instance, which has a really great um you know, competitive lineup to Netflix. Pretty much if you're looking for a recent movie that's not on Netflix, it's probably on Crave. Um, there's uh, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which came out uh, 2018 and kind of went up fairly under the radar. Just a great kind of character study that takes place uh, in a very hyper-gentrified San Francisco. It's funny, it's dark, it's uplifting, and it's, it has a really unique vision. Um, as well as maybe The Souvenir, a British film that came out last year, which kind of, again, went under the radar, uh, has a small role from Tilda Swinton, and it's just about a film student trying to kind of figure out her life. And um, Can You Ever Forgive Me, the Melissa McCarthy film from uh, two years ago, that also went under the radar and unnoticed, even though it was probably one of the better films of that year.